I want to welcome everybody to the Myth Behind the Legends podcast interview. My name is Pixie. I am the host of the little space on Twitter. And you guys are going to get to experience the first time that I get to interview people. So this is going to be a lot of fun as my dogs try to break in my room. So I want to introduce Myth Behind the Legends and have them tell us about their podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, this is Chewy, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And we focus on the horror genre, specifically more than anything on media like movies, TV shows. But we sometimes do also books or short stories. And we also cover folk legends every now and then. That's fantastic. How long have you guys been podcasting for? We started sometime around August, uh, I believe right from my birthday. I got my friend Monica and I dragged her into this to be my co-host. When the first episode came out, I was just narrating stuff and I, I did it as like a pilot episode and it's not very great. <laughs> but I convinced her to join me in this weird adventure that we call a podcast and we started off, like I said, sometime around August, and it was a little awkward at first because we had no idea what we were doing. We still have no idea what we're doing now, but we're doing it a lot better, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, Everybody's podcast starts off a little bit rocky, and that's, that's fine. Um, how many episodes do you have? We just released, uh, I believe, episode 41 yesterday, Tuesday. Amazing. How how often do you release uh, episodes? We try to do weekly. So far, it's been it's worked out. Uh, every Tuesday uh, evening, seven central time. What so far has been your favorite episode? I would say I've got a couple. I got one where we interviewed an actual medium, a, a psychic, if you will. That was back, I believe, in episode ten or eleven, if I'm not mistaken. That one was pretty intense. We, Monica and myself, are believers in the supernatural, and we don't try to convince anyone to believe in the supernatural. We just talk about it. And our purpose isn't necessarily, like I said, to convert anyone into a believer or make anyone a believer or anything like that. It's just information. And we always let the audience have their, their opinion. And in this case, we got a hold of a medium via Instagram. And I asked her, do you mind if we interview you for our show? She agreed. We talked about her, her background, stuff like that, and then she actually did a, a reading for myself, or that, that was the, the intent of the interview, like for her to read like my future or whatever she could see. And she did, she mentioned a few things here and there that are sort of true, and then some things that I have no idea about as far as she says it, it might be in my future. But then she also saw some things about my, my co-host, Monica, that's like really personal stuff that she had no way of knowing. So that kind of took us by surprise. We we're like, whoa, like, how could she possibly know that if, you know, she like she was not a friend of ours from before. I mean, she, she's a, a friend of ours now because we, we talked to her. But at that time, we had just met her. And like I said, she had no idea or any way of knowing that degree of, of personal information that she did about Monica. So that kind of took us by surprise. And that was, that, was, that was pretty cool, I think. Scary, <laughs> but pretty cool. Was this the first time you've ever interviewed or had a medium do a personal reading on yourself or on Monica? 
Monica, yes, that was the first time she ever did because she's more of a scaredy cat than I am. I mean, I, I kind of am too in a way, <laughs> but she kind of doesn't like doing that because she believes that that can open doors to her life, kind of like, you know, I guess kind of like we've seen in the movies where somebody messes with something they're not too, um, they, they don't have too much knowledge about and something comes into their life and she's kind of afraid of that. So the that was the whole point of, of she's like I don't want her to know like say anything about me but then she's like do you mind if I say something the medium and then Monica said well yes I mean if you have to say it and as far as me personally goes I had an experience when I was maybe like 25 where I fell ill and I went to several doctors and nobody could find anything wrong with me and eventually my grandmother took me to some lady in Mexico and she did her whole witch doctor thing and lo and behold after like a week or two of not eating not sleeping and feeling gravely ill that lady did something i don't know what she did she kind of did like she lit some candles and she swept me with some herbs and prayers and she lit incense and i don't know what and that same night i felt a lot better so that that was like whoa did she rub an egg on you that's something that my my family does a lot because we're hispanic so we grew up in that whole kind of the the they call it el ojo or the evil eye, I guess you could say in English, el, el ojo. So that's kind of something that when somebody s sees you and they kind of throw bad energies at you in your direction, like for example, you keep wearing a new shirt or new shoes, and they're like, ah, you know, and then somebody like a bird craps in your shoes or something, you know. That's what they would call el ojo. So and then sometimes that kind of stuff can allegedly make you ill or feel like sick or headaches or stuff like that so that's when when my mom or my grandmother would bust out the egg and, and sweep me with it and then i would feel better don't ask me how it works it just does <laughs> it's very interesting and what is monica's background with this uh with with supernatural stuff and and her heritage She's also Hispanic. Uh, she actually, she and I met when we were coworkers for a bit. She worked in the same place, and I that I, I still work there, but she doesn't anymore. She moved to California. I'm off of Texas, by the way. I'm Mexican. I grew up in Mexico. I moved over here when I was about ten or eleven. And as far as her background, she's told me some stories, um, kind of similar to what I went through, as far as the the, his, the whole Hispanic thing, where her mom or, or her grandma would do the egg thing, or. or take them to witch doctor ladies whenever somebody felt sick or, or something that that medicine couldn't explain or get a uh, get rid of or something so her background is pretty much similar to mine she has shared some stories and i think we have some of those published in, in our episodes or, or somewhere on there and i'll be glad to throw you guys a link whenever i, I find them <laughs> but uh yeah i mean we we both have kind of that whole uh, hispanic thing <laughs> that's awesome that's it's really cool that both of you guys have common interests. Uh, now, she, where does she live compared to where you live now? She moved to California. She's been there for, I want to say, close to three years already. Two and a half, three years maybe. Um, so when she moved, I mean, I, I was really good friends with her since the beginning. We, we met, at, like I said, here at work, and we hit it off, and we, we became really good friends. <clears throat> and then she met some dude, and she moved with him to California. Because he's, I believe, in the military. And so I didn't talk to her for a bit. And then this whole podcast thing came about. And I messaged her because I know she's into horror stuff like that, like I am. And she agreed. And it's cool because that's helped us keep our friendship going. I mean, I, I like I said, I wasn't talking to her too much after she moved. And nowadays, whenever we do an episode, I mean, we catch up and stuff. And, and it's really fun to be her co-host. 
That's fantastic. Now, who is the you're the lead on on the whole podcast, right? I guess you could say that. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we we consider each other equals. I mean, but I, I do the, I do perform most of the work as far as the social media, the stuff like that. I mean, she she has access to it, but she doesn't really do it because of, of her work. You know, she's always busy and stuff like that. So, um, I'm working part time currently because of the whole thing when this whole virus stuff started happening last year. Uh, my place of employment closed for about a month. I didn't work for about a month. And then when they opened, they only offered me a part-time. And I was like, well, it's better than nothing. So I have about three or four days off a week now and then. And so I'm barely making ends meet, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> and so that gives me more time to keep up with everything, I guess. So I guess, I guess yeah, that, that's what I became the default social media person. Now, who edits your podcast? That would be me also. I have some background in music. So I have access to music software as far as recording, stuff like that. So I have a whole bunch of tools at my disposal as far as I can record the audio, for example, this that I'm recording right now, and I'm going to run it through the program and stick some plugins in there, and it's, it's, it's going to make it sound a lot better. It's going to make it sound almost pro quality. If you, if, like The way that it sounds when it's recorded, it's nothing like the way that our episodes, uh, that's what I'm talking about right now. When, when we record our episodes, it sounds real different than the actual finished product does. Okay, has the podcast changed since you started besides just reading off? Has it really um, came into its own sort of manifestation as a podcast? I think it has the first season because we, we since we were, we're horror buffs, we divide our seasons in 13 episodes each. So I would say the first roughly 13 or so episodes are probably our... I would say weakest ones, if you want to give it give it a description. And that's because, like I mentioned earlier, we had no idea what we we're doing, so we're kind of trying to find our footing. And we listen to other podcasts for reference, and we tried to do some of the things that they would do, and it didn't feel like us. Like I'm not, not that we're trying to copy anybody, but just maybe somebody that has more more experience. And well, how do they do this? And, and how do they talk? To, how do they conduct themselves? How do they speak? And we had a little talk, and we're like, dude, like we, we just need to do us like the way that we talk normally you and i when we hang out and i believe since season two has kind of gotten better uh but i do think that our more recent stuff since season three and now we started season four that's probably going to be our our better content if if you were to ask me <laughs> as far as quality and just us being us and talking to each other we feel a lot more at ease now now are you doing 10 episode seasons we're doing 13. 13. Good old lucky number. Mm -hmm. How long are your episodes typically? Uh, typically, it's going to be somewhere around an hour, an hour and 20 minutes maybe. We try not to go too, too much because, I mean, it is a commitment. I mean, you're asking somebody to invest their time with you. And I think, like, I, I don't feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm that great of a person for someone to listen to me for more than two hours. I mean, <laughs> You know, more power to anyone that uh, does long episodes. I mean, that's awesome. I can never do it, first of all, because like I said, I don't think I'm that great of a speaker. Second of all, I don't think I could hold anyone's attention that much. I mean, as far as content. But yeah, I mean, we try to keep it to about an hour, hour and 30. I mean, maybe somewhere around there. Sometimes we do a little over, especially when we have a guest. Sometimes we, we can go a little over, but that's just to accommodate for their presence. Now, who would be your 
ideal guest on your podcast? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> basically any horror icon that I would love to interview. For example, I mean, Stephen King. I mean, he's my favorite author. I'm a big nerd, by the way. So I, I read books when I was in, in high school and college. <laughs> so definitely Stephen King. Maybe somebody, as far as the movie realm goes, somebody like Tony Todd. I feel like he would be an awesome guest because his voice. I mean, he's just got this awesome voice and this great background in horror. He was the lead actor in Candyman. He also came out, I believe, in, in some of the Final Destination movies. He was like the mortician guy, I think. Um, and maybe try to think of one more. Uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe somebody in music also, but I would need to look into that. Because, I, I, I mean, like I said, we are believers in Supernatural. But we are not, um, like, we don't do any stuff like, like rituals or anything like that. I mean, at least not... In, in the sense that people will think because we have been asked that question before like do you guys perform rituals are you guys witches i'm like no we're not <laughs> we just like to hear about it and talk about it i mean I, i've seen stuff like that happen and maybe that would be somebody that i would want to do in, in the long run maybe like a witch doctor or somebody like performing a cleansing or something like that that'd be cool that would be very interesting to get on i mean if you're already shooting for the stars have you have you tweeted out to any of these people? Maybe tried to to coax them onto your podcast? We haven't. I, I know another girl that I used to work at uh, that she's also kind of like a psychic person. She reads the cards and everything, and I reached out to her, but she didn't respond. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, she's been the only one, I think. I don't think I've tried to reach out to anybody in that capacity. I've spoken to other podcasters, and we're kind of trying to get things going. It's a little weird with our recording schedule because of Monica's work and myself. I mean, we're in different time zones, so we need to coordinate that. And sometimes it's not possible because, again, for, for work and mine. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's something that, that we've definitely considered. Maybe try to find somebody that, that can help us speak to somebody that does these kind of things so we can bring them into our podcast. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you, you've been recording as a podcaster for eight months now. Mm-hmm. What's your next, besides getting somebody a little bit more famous on your podcast, what's the next big hurdle that you have to get over? As a podcaster, I mean, I think, like I said, we, we have found our niche kind of, so we, we're probably going to keep this format that we've come across for the foreseeable future. And maybe as far as... Uh, I would probably consider exploring other social media, maybe like YouTube. I mean, uh, that would be something different for me because I have no experience whatsoever editing video. So I know it's a little bit trickier, at least it would be for me because um, my background is in music, like I said. So, I mean, I can edit a song and, and make a song and write a song and in no time. But when it comes to video, I'm a little bit more panicky or <laughs> like we were talking about earlier that I was trying to set up this app for the, for the space interview and I took about an hour to <laughs> like get it running. But... You know, that, that's kind of like what, how I would picture myself trying to edit a video for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is a whole different animal. I mean, podcasts are nice and easy because nobody's looking at you. Uh, would Monica be okay with doing video? She brings it up every time. <laughs> She's the one that wants to do it. I think that might be your next step is to start looking into that. Definitely. I mean, we did have some video segments, but it was just me 
messing around, I found this app that I had on my phone for a while, and it's supposed to be like a ghost detector app or something like that. And you kind of pointed it in whichever room you're standing, and they would sp like spell out a word for you on, the, on your screen. And that was allegedly a message from a ghost or something like that. So I, I did a little video on that, and it's somewhere on YouTube. I, I'll, like, I'll, I'll send you guys all the links. That'd be great. Yeah, I did another one also. And like I said, I have no experience whatsoever in any of this, but I did come into possession of, of a tarot card deck. I don't read it. I don't know how to read it. I have no idea how to interpret any of those symbols or anything like that. But I thought it'd be kind of cool to do like a reading and then have somebody in the audience interpret what it means. It's still up there. And like I said, I know if somebody out there actually knows what all those symbols mean. And we didn't do it to disrespect. We were just kind of doing like, well, maybe somebody can give us your two cents on what this whole thing that I'm going to do here means. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if somebody that has experience with that to tell us what that reading meant. <laughs> I think it happened maybe like six months ago. Send me a picture of one of the cards on the front and the back, and I'll try and do my research on the deck. Unless you have the box. There's a lot of um, books that you can either buy or download per particular decks. And that'll tell you what the cards mean mm -hmm. and different layup and perspectives. Yeah, I have the box here. It's on my bookshelf. It's uh, the Rider Tarot deck, it says. It's like a yellow box with some dude in the cover. It's like, like a little man with holding a candle or something like that. So. Yeah, send me a picture of the box. I'd love to know. Yeah, I'll send it after, I guess, because I, I don't know if I want to... I can do this right now. <laughs> You can send it to me in Messenger mm -hmm. later on. Yeah. Um, I own a tarot deck, but I'm not very good at tarot. So it, it's not, to me, it's not high on the priori priority list. I would suggest not doing like the Ouija board, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be fun. <laughs> I mean, I would want to try it, but Monica's absolutely adamantly against it. And I respect that, you know, because I, I would do it just for fun. I mean... Being careful, of course, because you hear all these stories about people doing or messing with the Ouija board and having horrible consequences. But, I mean, I, I, it'd be fun to just try it and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about your logo. Where did you come up with the lizard spray painting <laughs> the wall? Tell me all about that. Okay. So, basically, like I said, I'm, from, I'm, I'm Mexican. I live in South Texas. Basically, I live... When you take a map of, of the U.S. And, and Mexico, the line that divides both countries, I'm sitting on that line, basically. So when I say South Texas, I don't mean Houston, I don't mean San Antonio, I mean like South, South Texas. And this little being on our logo is called the Chupacabras. And some of you in the audience might be old enough to remember that in the 90s, this thing was kind of popular. It's a sort of cryptid, if you want to think about it that way. It came out of Puerto Rico and, and then eventually it spread itself all over the world, if you believe the stories. And it kind of found a home here in Texas. It, it became like the unofficial Texas mascot for some reason. <laughs> I mean, at least for, for some paranormal people. So that's what that is. It's, it's a Chupacabras and basically it looks like a little alien thing. It's got little spikes on his back and as far as the spray painting thing, <laughs> it's kind of like a cholo thing, I guess, kind of like a gangster. Uh, like a little ghetto gangster thing <laughs> kind of i mean monica and myself were not into that lifestyle but we know people that are so that's you know kind of where that came from okay did you draw 
the logo? No, actually, we commissioned the local artist here. Uh, her name is Kiara. Uh, she, I don't know if she's on Twitter or not, but she's on Facebook. She does uh, art here locally. She recently became a tattoo artist. She's awesome. She makes awesome artwork. And, yeah, so we hit her up, and she was more than happy to help us out with it. And, yeah, we're thinking of hitting her up for other stuff in the future. Maybe a variation of the logo. We'll see what happens. I think it's great. I mean, I have... You sent me stickers, and I, I absolutely love it. Mr. J put your sticker on his guitar, so I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, awesome. What is your worst episode that really just bugs you and why? <laughs> that would be, without a question, episode one. That's going to be the, just my forever least favorite episode. And I still have it up there because I want to keep myself a reminder of how we started. Or how I started, because that's the only episode that does not feature Monica. Because um, that was just me being, you know, uh, trying to be a nerd and reading stuff off a book and <laughs> information, you know. Uh, so that is definitely my least favorite. I have a lot of moments where I'm nervous and I pause a lot and I interrupt myself and it's like, dude, what am I doing? <laughs> So that would be definitely the one that I recommend anyone not to listen to or listen to it if you want to see how bad <laughs> it was. I mean, and have a laugher, you know, over a couple of beers or whatever. But yeah, that, that's definitely the one that I like the least. Do you go back and re-listen to your episodes to see where you've come from? I don't really do that. I did it a couple times uh, recently. And I was like, ugh mode <laughs> um yeah but, but, but it's it's a good reminder that's why I, I keep those up there because i know sometimes people will delete episodes and i thought about deleting that whole entire first season you can't do that you've got to keep every single episode whether it's cringy or not it makes you and it makes your show who it is yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And that's, you know, Monica and I talked about it and we decided against it because we're like, no, dude, just leave it up there because we need, again, to remind ourselves of how it was in the beginning so we don't go back to that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's open the floor up to anybody who has any questions. I'm going to make you all speakers. When I open up to, for you guys to be speakers, if you're not speaking, just keep your microphone on mute. Also, oh, I'm doing like uh, questions from the audience now. <laughs> yes, questions from the audience. La, 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 la. Awesome! I feel like a total celebrity now. <laughs> Glaza, do you have any questions? Um, I, I don't really have any questions. I just really enjoyed listening to you talk about like the myths and stuff. One thing that I do maybe am curious about, haven't listened to your podcast or anything uh, yet, that doesn't mean I won't, but um, of the cryptids that maybe you've talked about or, you know, researched about, which one would be, say, your favorite out of all of them and you hope and wish is actually true? Well, I, I don't think we've done too many, actually. We did, not cryptids, but we've done, like, folk legends we did one from south america called el silbon which is kind of like this man that was cursed to roam around and he's carrying a sack of bones and if you hear him counting his bones and he's going to come after you next that one was pretty cool but i, I definitely uh, believe that our favorite episode when it comes to folk legends or cryptids will be the one that we made in the chupacabras because for that one we got to collaborate with another uh 
podcast called Arcane Carolinas. I don't know if they're on Twitter. I don't think they are. But if you guys can are interested in regional folk stories, because they specifically focus on both North and South Carolina for their stuff, and we got them to, to work with us, and I was really happy that they agreed, because they also talk, they talked about one of their own little legends from there that's very similar to the Chupacabras on here, so we kind of did a compare and contrast, and that was, that was a pretty cool episode. I recommend you guys listen to that one. All right, let's move on to team member number eight. Do you have any questions for our guest? Okay, the second question is, have you ever heard of a thing called a Soma Ether V2? What was that, man? I could barely hear you. The Soma what? Uh, uh, S-O-M-A, that's the brand name, and it's called an Ether V2. It's basically a ghost radio, and you can get it at a music shop. I think you would have a lot of fun with that. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that specifically. I found some on Amazon that I was looking into, but they kind of sold the entire kit, which is like like one of those ghost radios and like an infrared camera or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't that at all. It's uh, it looks into electric frequencies. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. I I've been thinking of getting one myself just to get it and have it, but I've been thinking of like. Like an, a show like yours could really have fun with that. Yeah, man. Thank you. Definitely. Uh, you guys could uh, maybe send a message on the thing so I can see the way that it's spelled so I can look it up. Because, yeah, that, that definitely would be interesting. To and also, the other thing I was thinking is you said you are a musician. Yes. And you're from Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know Ariel Comacho? I've heard of him, yes. he's He passed away already, right? I don't know, but he's a genius, and I'm bummed that no one has ever heard of him. Like, the way he plays the 12-string. Okay, I'm rambling now. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, thanks for letting me uh, in. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, that, that, was, that was good. Uh, just to, <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Uh, I, I do believe, if, if I'm thinking of the right person, that sadly he passed away a couple years ago. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but, but if that's him, then, then yeah. Neon Shadows, uh, would you like okay, to ask our guest speaker? Yes, actually, I can. Yeah, is there like a, a, a cryptid or an episode you really want to do, but you uh, you know you need to do your sort of research first or anything? Is there something that you really want to do, but you want to do it justice? Um, I don't know if it's a cryptid because it, it, it's uh, not really anything that people refer to as that. But any, anyway, but uh, there's a town. I think it's about a 15-hour drive from where I'm at because Texas is huge. But uh, it's called Marfa, Texas, and that's where they have the Marfa lights. I definitely would like to check that out in person. I've heard all kinds of stories about people driving and they see these lights in the sky. And, of course, everyone thinks that it's aliens, but then people say that it's not, that it's just, like, weather phenomena and stuff like that. But I would definitely like to go over there and give that a, a look into. Yeah, that would be cool. It's called a Martha what? Marfa Lights. It's M-A, like Amazon Mario, A-R-F-A, -A, Marfa, Texas. And it's, uh, like I said, people report seeing these lights. And it's in a specific spot, in a specific location more than any other in that area. So, yeah, there's reports of people seeing lights in the sky coming up at random. And, of course, everyone makes a connection to aliens, like I said. So, that would be cool to look into. Cool. Would you rather see uh, an alien in real life or a cryptid? 
I would or be, a UFO in your life or a cryptid. <laughs> I mean, I would be more scared of an alien, man, because that means that that race or that kind of creature was able to travel across the stars and meet us. That's like terrifying to me. <laughs> so, I mean, at the same time, it would be cool. Maybe, I mean, if they're friendly, <laughs> if they're not like Independence Day aliens, you know, if they're more like ET, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, think about it. Just just having the the knowledge to cross space and find us in the middle of everything that that, that to me would be really scary. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. But I'll definitely, I certainly will check out your podcast, man. You sounds really interesting. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, Chewy, this has been a lot of fun. How can everybody find you? Yeah, definitely. We are on Twitter under Myths Behind LGDS. And if you guys have other social media, we're also on Instagram under the same handle. We are also, like I said, under Myths Behind LGDS. And if you want to email us directly, if you have a question or you have a, uh, maybe a suggestion for us, let's say, for example, you have a movie you want us to look into or maybe a creature or a book or something like that, by all means, go ahead and email us. We are under myths behind legends at gmail.com fantastic thank you for sharing this space with us and allowing me to wet my uh wet my whistle on biting <laughs> at the bit of these spaces hopefully you can get up to 600 followers and be able to host your own space that would be awesome. We actually have grown more on Twitter, and it's kind of a funny story. You guys still have time to listen. <laughs> Maybe in the past couple of months, we have increased our Twitter reactions and everything by like I don't know how much percent, like thousands of percents, because for the longest time, Twitter was kind of like our sleeper social media, and then all of a sudden, it just picked up, and now it's our biggest one. So we're happy about that. It's been a blast knowing you. I mean, I've known you since you started on Twitter, so I think it's been really cool to see your your Twitter handle grow and the followers. So, if everybody could give you give you the chance, uh, like or even just check out the show, that would be great. Once again, my name is Pixie, and thank you guys for joining us in the space. Thank you for having us. <laughs>